Welcome to the Living the Dream Podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Hello and welcome to another episode of Living the Dream with Curveball. I'm your host, Curveball, and today I am joined by Marshawn Thomas. He was able to retire by investing in the stock market, and we're going to be talking to him about his cryptocurrency podcast, and we're also going to be talking about cryptocurrency. So Marshawn, thank you so much for joining me today. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Really excited. Absolutely. I'm excited as well. Been looking for somebody to get on about this subject. Why don't you start off by telling everybody kind of a little bit about your background, who you are, and maybe where you're from and anything else that you want uh, the listeners to know. All right. uh, Marshawn Thomas, uh, coming out of the the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area. And um, through that, I was, uh, I'm from the hood, by the way. So uh, people know my podcasters, they know that uh, I have a little twang to me when I talk, you know, try to... uh, make things in simpler terms rather than trying to act like I'm some big expert or anything. Just uh, let them know I'm just a regular guy, average guy. And um, when I got started with the uh, stock market, it was out of the military when I was in the military and I was looking for something to do. And I just started reading up on the stock market. And I that's where I really got my start over the years of my four years in the military, just started studying the stock market. So what do you study to make sure that you have correct information or that you know what you're doing in the stock market and kind of how to invest? I mean, that's a a big uh, undertaking. Yes. When I started out, uh, that was in the 90s when I started out in the stock market and I took a bunch of courses online. Some of them were pretty bogus, by the way, but uh, they teach you how to read the charts and whatnot. And so I just started back then. When I started, it wasn't even internet. We were, you had to watch the Wall Street Journal to learn the stock market and whatnot. So it was a blur to me. I made a few mistakes when I first started and um, I would just listen to people's tips on what I thought was a good stock and whatnot. And that didn't pan out very well with listening to other people. So I just started doing my research. So now that we have the internet, you can go through Google and whatnot and figure out what stocks are ones that you should invest in. And so you did this for 20 years and and was able to retire, correct? Yes. uh, So out the military, what I did was I started out with a money market accounts and mutual funds. And one of the mutual funds that I had was they, if anyone knows mutual funds, you know, there are different companies that uh, a firm they, they, they invest in. So one of the companies was Microsoft. I had no idea what Microsoft was back then. This was in the nineties. So when I cashed out, I wasn't really worrying about what, company I was investing in. I just was just investing because I was a new guy. And when I got out of the military, I had $15,000. And I asked the, uh, the bank manager who 
actually invested for me because I was so new. I said, why did I gain so much? He said, well, you invested in Microsoft. And I had no idea what the technology was in 95, 96 it was. So through that, I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is this is this stock market thing is something that I should really get into. So since then, I just since 96, I just been investing anything, Wall Street Journal or Google. I check Google now, or I just anything online on the web, I just read about it. So for those who might not be aware, explain to the listeners what mutual funds are and, and kind of how you get started, you know, the basics for getting started in that. Yeah, mutual funds are divided in several companies. And with mutual funds, you can either have like a growth stock, a growth stock stocks are more risky. Then you have a minimum investment and then a low investment. So they're basically different. Instead of investing in just one company, you invest in several companies and they've broken up in percentages. So maybe you have 10% in this company, 5% in this company, and 20% in another company. But that's up to your broker which type of company he picks that for you. So all you do is just say, yeah, you know what? I just want a growth company or a high-risk company. And then they say, okay, we'll invest this in a high risk company. So for me, I invested, I was in the military. I said, give me a high risk company. I didn't care because I was still working and I had no responsibilities. I was young. So it's just basically a bunch of companies broken up, like three or four different companies instead of just one stock. So when you invest in a mutual fund, is there like a limited uh, investment that you have to invest? Is there a broker fee or do they have to say, well, you have to have $2,000 to invest or can you invest as much or as little as you can afford? Yes, yeah, some of them, it depends on the stock. Some some are like at 2000 1000 It depends on the uh, investment. So some of them are limited and some of them you can just keep adding on. But there are fees if you keep like, if you say, I just want this amount. And then you say, oh, I'm going to add more to it. And then every time you add on to it, it is a fee. So it's definitely a fee. Like I said, I did this in the 90s when mutual funds were something that was really, it was really something that was growing and you can prosper from. Nowadays, the, I, I'm not really into mutual funds now because they're different now. They're not the companies they invest in are a little different than they were in the '90s. So for me, I really don't recommend mutual funds per se right now. But that's just my starter kit when I first started. So what would you? recommend that people invest in now, if not mutual funds, uh, when you go in the stock market way, because we're going to get into cryptocurrency here in a minute. For me, oh, yeah, great, great question. What I tell people, forget about the stock tips, forget about the experts, don't even worry about them. What you do is you go with companies you actually know. For example, if you use like you have a credit card or like a MasterCard or a Visa or Walmart or something that you personally know about, I go with that company and I actually go in and do my research. That's why I did with Shopify. When I started with Shopify, 
a couple of years ago. It's a company that I knew about. And what I did as I did my investment, I mean, sorry, I did my research on Google, then I checked the experts, then I checked the website. So I'd say definitely go with a company you know, even if it's an industry that you work in, go with that company or that sort of industry that you know about. Absolutely. So let's jump into cryptocurrency. Um, explain for people who might not be aware of what it is and and just kind of give a overview of it. I know there's a lot. I think there's like 67,000 yes. different uh, cryptocurrencies, but just kind of explain to people and give them. Yeah, overview. definitely. Well, I would start with the big daddy of them all, they, which they call Bitcoin. And with Bitcoin, when it first started out, it was just a bunch of programmers and developers, right? And what they had was they said they were sick of the banking system. So they said, let's develop a way that we can transfer transactions, money, whatnot, without having large fees like a bank. So which I started out with the other little coins that we were talking about, they're called altcoins, and they weren't really getting any traction for me. So Bitcoin, I, I gravitated from the smaller coins that are cheaper to Bitcoin. And Bitcoin is, it's really, this is how I look at it. It used to be transfer fees, something that you could transfer money to, to your friends or other company. Now it's more of a digital gold or a value or a collectible. So that when I tell people in the simplest terms, like I said, I'm from, you know, humble beginnings. So my people that I tried to help are people who are like me, the average people. So I tell them it's more like a gold or something or a digital gold. Absolutely. Now, is it is it uh, actually legal? Um, like people might be wondering about that. Is this something legal since you're cutting out the banking system? I'm sure they don't like that. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a competition. But yeah, it's definitely legal. And what it is when you have when you transfer money, or even if you just buy it as a stored value, as we call it, they have different computer systems that have a ledger. So anyone who buys Bitcoin, or even the lower coins, they call altcoins, it's a ledger that everyone can see. So everyone knows about what transaction you have. So it's like uh, thousands of computers who can, oh, you have a ledger name or something that has your, they call it a key, which is a bunch of numbers or whatnot that's specifically to what your transaction is. So everyone knows about it and you, everyone can look it up, but they don't have any uh, access to your private key. They just have a, a access to your address. So it's definitely legal. Okay, let's talk about the security of it. Um, what do they use to keep it secure for, for anyone wondering about, you know, you're doing online transactions. Some people don't like that. Yeah. What, what would you tell them if they were worried about the security of this system? Well, the deal is you have, like I said, you have your address that says that you had this tra transaction. You also have your own, as they call your private key, which that's, is that's the blockchain, right? Yes, on a blockchain. So no one has access to it but you. You know your private keys. So there are different ways that you can buy cryptocurrency. You can have something called a hardware wallet, which is like a, like a, 
thumbnail or a thumbnail, I'm sorry, a thumb drive is like a little thumb drive, a physical thing that you can hook up to your computer and you have that on your thumb drive and you can keep it for yourself. So the problem is some people like five years ago, they had their own hardware key as we call it and they lost it. So they lost all their Bitcoin because they had their own little portable thing where they can take out the computer and hide it somewhere so no one can find it. Now, here's another thing. So you also can go on exchanges where you can buy it through an exchange and they'll give you your private key. And if someone tries to take your money, it's like a bank, it's insured. So if you lose it through, the, like someone hacks it, then you can also get your money back. So as of today, the end of the exchange today, what is Bitcoin going for right now? I know it's, I think it's pretty high. So that way people are kind of get an idea of what they will be getting into if they were interested. Okay. So as of now, it's at 19.1. So $19,000. So $19,000, <laughs> And And it's currently, it's been rising. Yeah, it is funny part of like a few weeks ago, it's only like, uh, I could say only, but it was at 16,000. And a few months ago, it was like 10,000. Absolutely. Now, is that the only cryptocurrency that you uh, would recommend or that you invest in? Or, or would you recommend any other ones? What are the top five if you would recommend any other ones for people to try? Hmm, that That is kind of... I'm dealing with uh, just Bitcoin now. Before I dealt with something called Ethereum. Uh, it's a different. So, hmm, I have to differentiate this because with Bitcoin, it's its own entity, right? It it doesn't have a CEO or a boss or anything like that. So that's what makes it more unique than altcoins, right? So when I talk about like Ethereum. Uh, Litecoin, Thesos, or Chainlink, or in these deep different companies. <laughs> There's even something called Dog uh, Dogcoin, right? They all have a company attached to them, the altcoins. So that's why I really don't uh, prescribe to um, different to the altcoins. That's why my thing is only Bitcoin. So it's hard for me to really recommend it because it's not really my uh, lane. Absolutely. So let me ask you this. This stuff is digital. So, so suppose the internet goes away. Is there is there other ways that you can invest without the internet or is this just absolutely dependent on the internet? Yeah, it's, a, it's a definitely internet because it's a network. It's a network of computers on a blockchain. But the thing is, it depends on, you mean like worldwide? The internet just goes away worldwide? <laughs> yeah, or, or, or let's say somebody is able to uh, breach the blockchain, the network of computers, or, you, you know, what? let's just say the internet goes away worldwide. Basically, what I'm asking is that since it's uh, strictly online, what happens if something Yeah, you're happens? right, because if it goes down, we have, not only will we leave, lose the uh, the blockchain, we'll lose everything else. I mean, <laughs> I won't even be able to watch Netflix or, or thing. Yeah, so if it goes that way, yeah, it definitely 
will go down if the internet goes down, definitely. But we have had hackers who've hacked different exchanges and whatnot, and then they got the money back. But yeah, but if the internet goes away, yeah, you there is no uh, blockchain. So how risky do you feel that the crypt cryptocurrency is? Or how safe would it be? Uh, how highly would you recommend somebody invest in that versus, you know, maybe the stock market or some other type of investments? Great question. Great question. Because for like I said, for years, I did do the stock market. And what happened with me taking my exodus and I left in 2018 is because the stock market is so dependent on if the CEO does something, if someone says something inappropriate in a business, if the president has a trade war, if this person has a this and that, it all affects the stock market. So that's why I left the stock market and went to cryptocurrencies because it's not, it's not that risk of if someone says something wild or something about whatever, because it's no entity that controls it. It's all controlled by computers. So for me, it's very safe. Plus now people, people don't really understand that big companies are now getting involved in cryptocurrency like PayPal, Cash App, and these big um, institutions are now buying Bitcoin, even some of them that are in Wall Street. They're buying lots of cryptocurrency for their clients. So I say it's very safe now versus what it was in 2017 when the market went down. It was only like investors like me mainly. But now that big businesses are getting involved in this, it's more regulation. So I think it's much more safe now. Speaking of big businesses, explain to people what a token is. A, a token we can... <laughs> Yeah, we call them tokens. Like it's not really, we just call it tokens to give it a name. But we'll say that, I'll say with the altcoins, we have an altcoin called Litecoin. And they give out, they say these are the tokens, which is basically the digital currency. But it's not really a real token that people may think it's a real token, it's just a digital uh entity or a digital name for or a piece of the company. Yeah, for the company. So they have different coins. So Litecoin is that's just a company or Dogcoin. <laughs> that's just the name of it. So people won't get it mixed up with Bitcoin. They have different names for the coins. Right. So um, get into your podcast, your uh, cryptocurrency podcast. Uh, what do you talk about? And how can people uh, listen to it? Oh, yes. It's uh, called Bitcoin Focus, where I talk to people about this roller coaster ride we call Bitcoin and different articles I read about what is going on and up to date information. Also, for beginners, I teach them how to get involved with Bitcoin and what it all means. Uh, so, Bitcoin Focus is on the anchor, anchor.fm. It's also on Spotify and Apple as well. Okay, so what's the minimum investment somebody would need if they wanted to get into Bitcoin? Great, great question. Because this is what scares people. They say it's at $19,000 for one Bitcoin. And this is what I learned as a beginner a couple of years ago. 
you can buy fractions of Bitcoin. So you don't actually have to buy the whole thing of Bitcoin. You can actually put in $100. You can start with 100 Next week, uh, $50. The other week, you can buy fractions of it. So just to get your feet wet, whatever you're comfortable, I tell people, don't invest anything that you can't lose. So if you can't afford to lose it, don't put anything in it. So if you only can afford $50, put $50. 25 put 25 So just to get your feet wet, just put in as little or as much as you can afford to lose. So if somebody wants to get started in the Bitcoin after hearing this, what do they do? Explain it um, for a beginner who wants to jump in. Definitely. Uh, what I tell people is uh, it's an exchange called Coinbase. Coinbase is an exchange that you can buy all types of cryptocurrency, not just Bitcoin. So I tell them to start out a account on Coinbase first. And then you go through all the prompts. They'll tell you everything you need to know if you have questions. But definitely find as a starter, uh, as a beginner, get on Coinbase and just start up an account and start from there. Is there anything that we have not touched on on this subject that you would like to talk about? Yeah, I would definitely talk to beginners, even if you're not going to invest right now, it's just something you're looking into, just do your research. I tell people do your research, months of research before you do anything as far as investing, whether it's stock market, uh, all coins, bitcoins, or whatever. So just give yourself some time to learn what's going on. So it's, it's okay to like, just I call it paper trading, where you're not actually trading. You just you're picking a stock, you're picking a bitcoin, you're picking bitcoin, all coin. Just just watch that uh, that investment for a couple of weeks, few weeks, six months, or whatever, and just look at it and figure out what's going on, and just do as much research as you can before you invest. So what's some good resources, uh, good websites that you would recommend people go to to get good, legit information on Bitcoin as well as cryptocurrencies? Uh, I like uh, Coinbase. That's my main one. But also I just tell people, just go on Google at first. I, I, even with my stocks, I would just go on Google. I was say Google word like, what is Bitcoin? And then when you go on Google, it has so many articles that, and the reason why I'm not going to recommend too many uh, places like websites, because sometimes they have one-sided information. So to avoid all that, just Google it and just try. I look at every source I can, even people I don't agree with. I just want to know what their point of view is. So just Google it, just Google Bitcoin and click on articles and do your research and figure out who really speaks to you. Also go on YouTube as well. There's a lot of good YouTubers out there as well to check out and pick the YouTuber that really speaks to you that you can really understand. And you can also check out Marshawn's podcast for some information too. Why don't you go ahead and throw out uh, some contact information? You know, do you have any websites? out that podcast again social media links anyway listeners can connect with you yes um also i'm also on linkedin i forgot to mention marshawn thomas on linkedin they can contact me there uh my twitter handle is bitcoin focus now bitcoin focus now is on twitter and bitcoin focus now is also 
on uh, Instagram. And of course, Bitcoin Focus on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, Marshawn Thomas. Marshawn, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. And listeners, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream.